purpose of this podcast today is to genuinely inspire you guys to teach you about the importance of having godly friends around you the importance of self-care and why we need it and trusting god in difficult situations especially the time that we are in right now so gradits now that people know that we're actually best friends and um, where and how did we meet and how did we know we were meant to be in a long-term friendship together this is actually a funny story <laughs> because at the beginning it was weird because it was kind of like a high and bi situation so we weren't really friends so this was in high school mm. and we kind of just kind of see each other and we say hi and we say bye but it wasn't really like we were friends so it came to a point where we kind of started hanging out a little bit more in high school and just I think it was just before we left high school maybe um like in year 11 or something like that that's yeah. when we kind of became a little bit closer and just out of nowhere we were just kind of like really close friends it was big because I actually don't remember the point where it was kind of like okay now we're close friends right <laughs> so it's kind of like a weird story where you don't really know when it happened and um, correct me if I'm wrong Gladys but did we were we in the same group when we went on a geography trip Oh, yeah, I remember that. Maybe that's how our friendship kind of started, yeah. I remember that. That was funny. (laughs) That's amazing. So, Gradis, you know, we have been in a long-term friendship. And how did we know that we were meant to be friends, like, beyond high school? Um, I feel like we were kind of similar in a way like don't get me wrong I was like back then I wasn't such like a really strong Christian if you put yeah. it that way <laughs> um but I remember you were just kind of like you were very nice to kind of get along with and I feel like we kind of just vibed in that way yeah. so I think I kind of understood that it was meant to be like in kind of like a long term of like a spiritual friendship just because I feel like you generally wanted to help me get somewhere like just kind of improve myself or the version of myself if that even makes sense yes um so I feel like from that point I knew that okay this is the kind of friendship that's going to help us both grow in a way if that makes sense so I think from that point that was when I was like okay now I'm kind of seeing it being more of like helping each other grow rather than just it being based on other motives if that makes sense Yes, and I remember that, like, we were in the same geography class, and we would always revise together, and one thing I realised about you is that you were willing to be better, and work hard, and I had that kind, I had that characteristic as well, so we Mm -hmm. kind of just bonded on the same level in terms of that, Mm -hmm. and we were both just helping each other achieve our goals, we were really great team members, and I think from that point on, it became a friendship. I think, because we saw things in each other that was really positive. Yeah, I definitely agree. I feel like you come to a point where you kind of start to realise a lot of, like, the characteristics and a lot of, like, the motive of your friendship. So kind of like, okay, do I want to help this person grow? Are we helping each other get somewhere? Right. Are we kind of focusing on similar goals, similar things? So I feel like from that point, I was kind of like, okay, she wants to grow, I want to grow, and I feel like it's best that we're helping each other. So I kind of thought we kind of have the same vision in some sort of way. 
And you know what's amazing? Looking in hindsight, I really see that God was forming a positive friendship in my life because mm. all my other friendships that I had had were immature and not very serious. But this was definitely the beginning of greater things for the both of us. And you know, God, this friendship is a beautiful gift, I believe. And that's something I had to learn over the years. But I have also learned that the kind of friendships that you have and the kind of relationships that you have with people is also very important. So, Gladys, you know, do you think that godly friendships in particular are necessary? If so, why? And what's the difference between godly friendships and non-godly friendships? Um, I think I'm just going to start with the difference because I feel like it's kind of going to lead me into the point that I'm trying to make. But I think that godly friendships is more centered around God and mm. it's centered around spiritual growth. So I think godly friendships or godly friends bring you closer to God. Um, but if I was to look at that from like a non-godly friendship, I would probably say that it doesn't necessarily bring you closer to God um, because mm. it's not centered around God. I right. think it's more about growing as a person and supporting each other and I think it's more difficult when you're non when you're in <laughs> mixing my words up here <laughs> when okay. you're in a non-godly friendships but it's almost like you're carrying a lot of weight a lot of stress and a lot of difficulties that you may be facing yeah whereas if you were in a godly friendship then you would kind of have that peace within you and within your friendship circle or whatever yeah. it is, despite the circumstances that you're facing. Absolutely. So I also think the thing about godly friendship is you also gain a lot of wisdom. So mm. I think there's a Bible verse that I really, really like, and it basically talks about how if you walk with the wise, you become wise. Yes. So I, I really that. like that because you gain so much knowledge from each other and in like your different circumstances, in your experiences, and you don't just learn a lot from each other, but I think you also learn how to depend on God rather than depending on just your own understanding. Yes, absolutely. I think that's so brilliant. And like you said, Gladys, I think, I don't think it's a bad thing to know people who are not Christians, but I have learned in my years there is a distinct difference between having a godly friendship mm -hmm. and not having a godly friendship. In my younger years, I had a lot of non-godly friendships, but as a young adult now, mm -hmm. I only want godly friendships. And what I realized, just like you said, when you have a friendship that is surrounded by, by God, it is something that is of good substance mm -hmm. and something that will last in the long run. My non-godly friendships in the past didn't bring me closer to God. It, brings, it, brought me, it drove me further away from him. And I came to a point in my life that, I don't like this. I don't like the person I'm becoming. This is not me. This is not where God wants me to be. I need to let go of those certain people. Mm -hmm. So I think godly friendships are so necessary. And there's also a Bible verse in Proverbs 27, 17 that says, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. Mm -hmm. I believe in a godly friendship, you're just building each other up. You are literally helping each other, yeah. empowering each other. And it's so amazing. Whereas a non-godly friendship, 
commonly, I must say, in Proverbs 7.17, the Bible says it best. A per, um, I'm just going to say this well. A perverse person stirs up conflict and gossip separates close friends. Mm-hmm. When I was in a toxic friendship, which I didn't know about till I got out, I realized that person gossiped a lot. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like that. And anytime I wanted to come closer to God, I felt like when I came back to that person and talked to them, that person would always bring me further away from God. So what I've come to in my life that from this point forward, I only want godly friendships. And I believe for me, not for everyone, but it is a necessity. And there's an amazing quote that also says, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Mm. And it's so important who we surround ourselves with. You know, when it says, show me your friends and and I'll show you your future, it doesn't necessarily mean in the next five years, but it means tomorrow. It means in the next second who you surround yourself with is so so important mm-hmm. and that's something I've come to learn and you know what Gladys by the grace of God I believe that both of us have grown to have a successful friendship yeah so what are some of the things that we do that we can share with the world that makes our friendship so successful um I think I kind of have to narrow it down to three things <laughs> but I think for me the first one that I had to put on my list was praying for each other Love because that. I think that this one has like so much power in it because when you pray for other people it's like you genuinely want the best for them and I see that like in terms of our friendships and I'll definitely I would definitely um recommend it for other people who are Christians or if you're just becoming um, a Christian and I also think that encouraging each other is another thing because we do it all the time. Like, yes. I will literally be, I don't know, be stressed out about my work <laughs> and be saying, like, I literally can't see me finishing my work and so many other stresses that I have. But you'd always, like, drop me a text, you know, saying, how are you? And, you know, helping me to kind of feel more encouraged rather than just feel kind of you know stressed out and kind of low of energy so I really like that in terms of like having a successful friendship yeah and also number three which kind of links to the points that I've made but helping each other so mm. if I need like if I'm doing a project for instance and just recently like interviewing you for my own project at uni and just like little things like that I think it makes a successful friendship because you're genuinely showing that you want the best for that person but also that they would also do the same for you and when you center your friendship around help around encouragement around prayer I think like there's no way that you cannot have a successful friendship because anything that you center around God and you center around prayer is always going to come out positive absolutely so I think that is I think that's that's the most thing that I would say has like made our friendship a lot more successful yes and you know what the funny thing is gladys it wasn't always like that we were still learning each other who we were yeah who each other like we will learn about our personalities and how our friends are like and coming closer to god as well helps our friendship to be successful and I think another thing that makes our friendship so successful is the fact that we really do put God first. Mm. And I believe by putting him first, everything else genuinely works out. And we've seen that, you know, in Matthew six thirty three, it says, but seek ye first the, his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Mm. So by us seeking God, he really just has a way of sorting everything out. 
And I think another thing that makes our friendship so successful is that me and Gradius, we've come to understand each other. So I know Gradius might not text me all the time, but I'll never get angry for that because I know that she's working, she's busy. Understanding is such a big thing. Mm. And that's what I've learned as well. Respect, honor, boundaries is a big one appreciation communication is a big one too because you need to keep you know the viral hive and continue talking to each other love and patience and i think all of those things for a successful friendship are needed and you know there's this other bible verse that puts it so beautifully in first corinthians 13 4 to 7 it says love is patient love is kind it does not envy it does not boast it is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It does not easily get hungered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, and always hopes and always perseveres. But I feel like, God, is the more that we come closer to God together, the better our friendship is. And we do things like Bible plans, pray for each other, send each other Bible verses, invite each other to events. We really do put God at the center of our our friendship. And I do believe that is the key to it being successful. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I think it's really important as well. Um, We, without knowing it, sometimes we're even like bringing each other closer to God. Like, for instance, mm. if I do a Bible study, I'll share with you a piece of, like, of my notes that I made. For example, if it's on hope, if it's on, like, trials. And without knowing it, we're slowly encouraging each other to kind of learn how to not depend on our own understandings. Yes. And absolutely each other to kind of help each other grow spiritually. And at the same time, it's also helping with the success of your friendship. Mm. So, yeah, I really like that. I love that. Now, you know, this season of being in a worldwide pandemic, a lot has been happening, right? And I have seen that in this particular climate that we're in, people have been embracing this term self-care a lot more Mm -hmm. and practicing it too. So why do we think that self-care has gotten more of a a promotion nowadays? And how would you define it? Um, I think it's more of a promotion nowadays because of like the climate that we're living in right now. Yeah. A lot of people have voiced self-care in the past, but I think now it's talked about a lot more times than it has in the past due to like the circumstances that we're living in, like you said, the pandemic. So I think it's a lot more valued in a way, but self-care, I think for me used to be more about like the physical aspect which I really love, but recently I think it's more, it's kind of begun to change. So now I feel like self-care is being more, for example, a lot more mindful about your mental and your emotional wellness because you need to make sure that you form kind habits. And by kind habits, I mean like things that will help you feel more positive and a lot more hopeful on a daily basis. So I think it just kind of it's weird because it's changed because I used to be more focused on like okay you know when you think about self-care for a girl even you think about having a chilled um, night face mask 
taking care of like your parents and stuff like that which I love to do but I think it's more to do with your mind now and it's more valued just because of like I said the pandemic now it's more looking after emotional health and making sure that you are a good space yes absolutely I think that with the rise of so many issues in the world people are coming to a conclusion whoa we really need to take care of ourselves and you know have you ever heard of the saying that hurt people hurt people yeah so when we don't take care of ourselves we don't perform the best we don't give our best to things and there are two you know kind of definitions to self-care that I was researching and one of them is the practice of taking action to preserve or improve one's own health Mm. and the second definition is the practice of taking an active role in protecting one's own well-being and happiness in a particular time during periods of stress just like you were saying like I totally agree so there's nothing wrong with painting your nails and having a face mask but what happens on the inside is very very important also like meditation yoga and you know I was doing some research and there was this article done by Maria Clark and she said that spending more than three hours on social media per day puts adolescents at a higher risk for mental health problems 30% of kids aged 12 to 17 report depression and 32% report anxiety 25% percent of 18 to 25 year olds report mental illness these age groups report high usage of social media so i do believe another reason why there's such a great promotion on self-care is due to the increase of social media and people using that as well you know um this is the world that we're living in now gradis and this is where everyone's on their phone on twitter on instagram which there's nothing wrong with but we need to learn to put limits on things and boundaries on things. So I believe that's like another reason why self-care has gotten kind of a promotion yeah. as well. And there was this amazing research done by this woman who has a PhD and she's called Barbara Mackway. And in the Psychology Today magazine, she said that we should focus on activities that encourage us to zone in on our senses, such as breathing exercises, aromatherapy or massages. You could also do things that make you happy, like crafting, going to the movies, or taking a walk. So self-care is a variety of things. And Gradis, I am so curious to know, what are some of the things that you do to take care of yourself? Um, well, I think I would say most of the time, if I'm going to do like a self-care, then I would spend time with God. So whether that's I watching that. sermons on YouTube or reading a Christian devotional book, then this helps me to recognize that I don't always have to be in control of everything because I have God for that. And there's just something about the peace that you get. Like, I can't, I cannot explain it, but I think it just works for me because not only it kind of helps me, like, in terms of my mental health, but I think it provides me some sort of peace that, I get despite my circumstances so when you're not forced to have everything together you can just relax like despite of any stress that's happening in your life so I feel like that's my self-care but also um I would say I think you have to start small um, yes for example being in a positive environment and surrounding yourself around positive people just starting off with something small like that 
is enough for you to start having a habit or a routine of like a good self-care absolutely is there anything else you do i love what you said about spending time with god because you know we have to seek him first Mm. because that's what god desires from us and i enjoy spending time with god as well is there any other practical things that you may do for self-care um if i'm not spending time with god then i'm probably spending time with my family i would say because i've realized that if i don't spend enough time with my family it's kind of like my emotional well-being is kind of not there because right. there's a thing about when you spend time with people you can speak to other people but when you kind of um, exclude yourself and not really spend enough time communicating it can really have an impact in your emotional um, well-being and so I spend time for example with my sisters where we'll just sit down like watch a movie together or even if it's just like I don't know, it's probably a Friday night, we have a takeaway, and just be in each other's company. So I think that's another thing, just communicating with family, I would say, is part of my self-care as well, because I find a lot of the time I'm mostly on my own doing my uni work. (laughs) Sounds really (laughs) sad, but yeah, I think what I do is just, I tend to try to communicate more with my family or with my friends. I really love that, Gladys, because, you know, sometimes we think self-care has to be buying a Gucci bag or buying a trip to Paris, but self-care is anything, and it almost is sometimes the simplest things. And how you said spending time with your family or spending time with God, I really do love that, and I love how you said emotional well-being, and that's what we need right now, Mm -hmm. especially being in, you know, quarantine and lockdown. So I think that's just so amazing. Some of the things I like to do is, like, is spending time with God. I feel like he just fuels my spirit. I always like to say I need to get my spirit food today, ref- referring to the Bible and the devotionals, sermons. I also love to write affirmations every morning and speak them and profess them over my life. Yeah. Um, I like to listen to encouraging podcasts sometimes or just podcasts on different topics just to kind of expand my mind. I do love to exercise, you know, aromatherapy, yoga exercise and i already said that (laughs) social media breaks is a big one for me too um i know i have a lot of like platforms but taking a lot of breaks is important as well drinking loads of water taking my vitamins and skincare so we can see that self-care is a range of different things and it doesn't matter what you do whatever you love just do it because that is essentially taking care of yourself now as we all know, we are currently in a worldwide pandemic where COVID-19 is killing, unfortunately, millions across the world. I personally think that trusting God now is so much more important now than ever. Gradis, why is trusting God so important? Um, well, I always say this, um, and I think it's in the Bible as well, but... Um, there's a Bible verse that basically tells us it's better to trust God than to put your trust in other people. Mm. And this is so true because people are always going to disappoint you, upset you or discourage you. And that's totally normal because we're only human. Like, I mean, sometimes I can't even trust myself. (laughs) That's how (laughs) bad it is. But um, the thing about God is he never disappoints people. And the truth is, if, for example, 
God puts something or a promise in your heart, he's always going to fulfill it. And I see it as, like, I have to trust God. um, And it's important that I trust God because he has planned out my life. Then again, I think we need to be careful who we put our trust in because some people don't always have the best intentions for you. And sometimes it's really hard to even know this. So I think for me, the only person I can truly trust is God because we're only humans and we're always making mistakes, like I said before. And we need to realise that we're always going to make mistakes. And I feel like once we're comfortable with that, we start to realise that okay, I know that we're only human and we make mistakes, so the only person that can truly not really make mistakes is God. I love what you said about you can only trust God, because by human nature, we are far short of the glory of God, Mm. and it's not to say that people are not incredible, but the truth is, we fall, we fail, I mean, even we can't fight, we can't, our bodies can't even fight against this virus that is happening. We are weak we are mortals and we need to trust in an immortal god and i think god is if you think about it, cinemas are closing down bowling's closing down we can't go out for restaurants business is shutting down so i feel like in the times that we're in now people are really recognizing whoa god is my only hope right now and if i don't trust in him who will i trust in and there's this beautiful bible verse that i really do love and it's in proverbs 3 5 and it says trust in the lord with all your heart and leaning on your own understanding yeah and i think in the time that we're in now leaning on your own understanding will only lead to insanity because we cannot figure everything out the only healthy thing that is for our spirits to do right now is to trust god Mm. and i'm not saying trusting god is all sweet and roses it is a testing process but in the current climate that we're in, I honestly believe that if we choose to trust God and we put all our faith in him, we can really move forward in him, and especially in the times that we're going through. There's this quote by Shannon L. Alder, and she said that fear is the glue that keeps you stuck. Faith is the solvent, solvent that sets you free. And I love that saying. Yeah. And I really believe that trusting God helps us to grow closer to him as well and helps us to build our faith. So how have you trusted God in this particular season and how has it helped you grow spiritually? Um, I would say I probably have maybe two main things. Um, so one of them being um, I have included him more in my plans so not just my future plans but my everyday plans so I don't just start my day for example and go along with what I want to do but I'll pray and say for instance you know this is my day for today and my plan and if it isn't aligned with God's will for me or if it isn't going to help me succeed in any sort of way then I don't want to go ahead with it and because I know that anything that God has for me will always be blessed and good. So I've kind of learned to kind of trust God in that way. Um, yeah. I think it has helped me spiritually because it's made me aware that, you know, we all have selfish desires. But when you focus on God, you begin to see things in a different light. So you have more desires to help people. And I have definitely become more humble and 
I think God has also provided me with some sense of wisdom in my life as well. Absolutely. And I think the second thing I would say um, is trusting God has also made me at peace with the unknown. Wow, that's powerful. Yeah, I, I would literally say, like, I used to be, like, anxious a lot like I'm talking away up there <laughs> like a lot about the future but Same, um, so I used to be like you know where would I be in five years time where would I be in 10 years time and I also wanted to know like you know I wanted to be I guess in control of certain situations in my life but I guess that only made me a lot more worried so I think in terms of like spiritually how it's helped me it's kind of helped me to learn to trust God and by doing that it's helped me to kind of sit back and still be at rest without me having to panic about the future or about where I'm going to be in five years time because I haven't planned my life like I know for a fact that it's God who's planned my story from the beginning and to the end so I think it's put me at rest, you know. I'm not saying that having everything together is a bad thing, but I think it can stimulate a lot of anxiety and pressure. So I think in that sense, it's helped me spiritually to kind of be at rest with any of like the challenges that I have in my life. Yes. I just really love how you spoke, like said that. And I think this season in particular has kind of propelled us more to trust him, kind of like to force us to like give our total surrenderance to him. And I honestly feel like in this season, it's helped me personally to learn more about who God is and how powerful he is. Mm. And it's shown me that, whoa, we only have so much control as mortal beings. God is the one that really is in control and he has the power And being in this season has helped me grow spiritually because I've learned my priorities, the importance of friendships and community, and the necessity of taking care of yourself and your mental health. And this pandemic has been heavy on everyone's shoulders. I don't believe there's anyone that has been excused from this horrific happening. But I believe it also has a benefit to it as well i always say this is a blessing in disguise so you have mentioned that in the season it's helped you to become more humble and you've grown closer to god but like what practical things have you done that has helped you grow closer to god in this covid19 pandemic so is there any particular bible studies you're doing any more worship songs just let us know like how have you grown close to god in a practical way this season what have you like done to make sure you're growing closer to jesus um i think just in terms of communicating so praying more reading my bible or my devotional books and like you said before so also doing my bible studies so it's really kind of helped me to study god's word but also know god's word because before mm. I used to read my Bible, I used to read books, but I used to read it just to read it. Like I didn't used to read it to study it and to kind of know right. how I can apply it in my life. But now it's kind of helped me during this pandemic to kind of take my time to read it in order for me to apply it rather than just to read. And I would also say, um, similarly to you, 
the like worship songs it's funny because you know that you've grown when people see the change in you so like yes. around the house like I'm that crazy person that would be playing my music my worship song like waking everybody up and <laughs> like my sisters my brothers would be like what is wrong with you but then it's like you it makes you realize that while wow, you've actually changed like certain things that you thought you didn't need you recognize that you actually need in your life because in the past you kind of thought about how some things you thought you needed but I think we only wanted them if that even makes sense (laughs) um but I would definitely say the main things would be reading my bible and so yeah and apply it to my life and also right worship songs I would definitely say just help me to connect with God in a different type of way is there an is there a particular worship song that has really been your kind of go to this season actually a hard one but i have to it's hard right (laughs) it's hard to pick one i'm I'm not gonna lie actually is but if i had to pick one there's a song i'm sorry i have to do this to maverick city but i'm not even gonna pick maverick city i thought i was going to (gasps) so if they are if they are listening to this i'm sorry i love your songs but i just have to go with kirk franklin I love because that guy. <laughs> so awesome. He made a song called Just For Me. I think it's called Just For Me. I don't know if you've heard it, but that song just touches me in a different way. So I love that song. I need to check that out. I've been listening to older Kirk Franklin songs, like September, Looking For You, I Smile, Love Fairy. He's really an energetic yeah. choir master. He's so awesome. Oh, yeah, he's good. And I love how you said Maverick City. I was listening to Maverick City before we just started this podcast and recorded this episode. And I was, I love Promises. I know you've heard that one. It's just so phenomenal. And it's really a beautiful song. And I think God is similarly to you as well. On in this period of time, how I've grown closer to God is by more bible-based content on my platform such as my youtube channel and my motivational page Mm -hmm. and more bible study bible plans and i've been praying every morning 7 a.m with my church on zoom too so that was something i had to get used to but i must say it has helped me a lot and to just start my day on a fresh early basis and just investing in god helps me to trust him so much more and you know what god is the more you know about the word the more you know about god yeah and that's just a beautiful thing and you know what it is 2021 can you believe it i know it's crazy it's crazy girl it's a brand new year and i love that god has given us another opportunity to not just start again but to start better and to do better and thrive better so gradius what are your expectations for 2021 it's funny because i was saying to my well, at the beginning, I was like, I have so many expectations for 2021. I was yeah. listing them all down. And then I actually came to realise that, actually, I only have one expectation for 2021. And I've seen myself grow, like we spoke about before. But one expectation would be growing spiritually. Absolutely. And that is, like, my number one on my list. And I Your think goal-to. I've seen you... Um, post something on whatsapp that really touched me i think it was oh, what's that part i think it's pastor todd i think that's his name 
Michael Todd, I think. Transformation Church? Yeah, so you, I think I remember you posted once on your WhatsApp saying that this yes, is going to be your best year, if it's your best year spiritually. Yes. And as soon as I heard that, I was like, okay. <laughs> now this is like my expectations 2021 because I feel like when you grow spiritually, things that used to like, I don't know, used to shake you or used to kind of cause you a lot of stress or anxiety, it doesn't like shake you no more in that way, um, if that makes sense. So I feel like growing spiritually would help me become strong and it would help me be more confident in myself, but also be more confident in God, rather than depending on I my own that. understanding. So I feel like my expectation for 2021 has to be growing spiritually. Even though there, there are other things on my list, I would say that one tops all of them, to be fair, because I feel like, I don't know. I just feel like it's the one. It's the one thing that I need to expect in 2021. I'm totally with you there, girl. Um, I saw that post that Michael Todd did as well, and I posted it and how he said, this is only going to be our best year if it is spiritually. And the funniest thing is, you know, every new year we pray with my church. This year we had to do on Zoom. And the pastor said the exact same thing. He said, if you want to have your best year, which is, this is the year of possibilities, which is what we named it, you've got to make sure this is your best year spiritually. And I was like, whoa. I was like, I really wanted this year. That this is my year. Yeah. It's my time. I'm ready. So I better get myself together with God. And I think for me, one of my expectations for this year is also making God a priority in everything and to grow even more closer to him. Not that I didn't before, but to really make it a serious commitment <laughs> and to go all out for him. Yeah. I think another expectation for me this year and a goal is to just take care of myself. I know I'm a person that loves to give but I'm learning to give to me as well. Um, and this year I'm also expecting, and I know it's going to happen, greatness in every area of my life. Yeah. Setting boundaries and learning to say no and just continuing in my love, peace, positivity and prosperity. I really think that 2020 was a shaky year for everyone, but I still believe that God brought us through it and I still had joy through it all. And that was only by his grace. Yeah. And we just got to keep on trusting him. So, Queen, before we wrap up, what is some piece of motivation you would love to give the listeners out there? Oh, that's kind of put me on a hot spot there. Hot spot? You're already in the hot spot, girl. <laughs> um, okay, I think in terms of like what we've talked about, I would probably say maybe take the time to work on yourself for example if you're non-christian you can do that if you're christian you can do that um you can also start small habits that will draw you closer to god because i've learned that small habits will eventually become routines so if you just stick to them and kind of make little changes eventually you will get to the point where you have accomplished what you wanted to accomplish and i would also say remove any pressures that you have so whether it's career wise and just focus on what you're able to do with what you have because there's only so much we can do but god can literally open up doors of opportunity when you least expect it so i guess not worrying and just more trusting um 
I would also say decluttering maybe negative emotions or perceptions in your mind. Um, yeah. Because I've noticed that the mind is actually a really powerful tool and it's constantly battling against positive things and negative thoughts. So I think it does help when you read your Bible or some sort of devotional book um, because you will always remember those type of words. So anytime a thought comes and it's negative, you will always revert back to what you've listened to or to what you've read. So I think that's pretty much it for me. But to finish it off, I would also say your words are powerful. So kind of think about the ways you talk. So if you say, for instance, I'm never going to get to this career, I'm never going to get there, I'm never going to have this. Sometimes, eventually, your words can become reality because if you give energy to that type of um, perception of yourself, then eventually it's going to become the reality. So I think just being careful with your words. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I'm rustling on here, so I'm going to shut up <laughs> and listen to your that advice because no. I'm sure <laughs> yours is going to be amazing. Girl, <laughs> listen, I just want to say thank you for that advice. Everything you said, I believe it can be of great help to many, many people out there. Um, what I would just want to share is, guys, put Jesus first. And that's how you're going to get through this year. Yeah. It is as simple as that. Also, make sure that you take care of yourself physically, mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. You matter. You are worth it. And God loves you. And you're a temple. And you really want to make sure that temple is at its best, you know? And just be a vessel of love wherever you go. There's too much hate on this world. And all we need is love. And I just want to end with a beautiful Bible verse. In 2 Corinthians 12, 9, it says, But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Guys, thank you so much for listening. This was your girl, Joyce Winadia, on the Talks with Joyce podcast, Gratis. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you. I loved it. It was so good. I really appreciate your time and positive energy today.